0: Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams, along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, They do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever... Drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresh and fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucker. Quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and what yellow cuttle. You see me shinin' like a suit on puppy. You know my grind shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably somethin' to y'all. Tryin' to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't at the all. And the pressure than the freshest, you can tell us in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rippin' yesterday tell out tell somebody cut a jeopardy the way you know it's fresh the way you know it's fresh 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 fresh
1: fresh fresh
0: welcome to the fresh of the word podcast i'm your host kelly k fresh fraser And on Fresh to the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And Before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Nox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foul Mouth for the theme music for Fresh to the Word. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always go to com, and just share any of the links for any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed, and that includes Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere. And please, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It will definitely help out the show. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me by email at djkfresh at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. And you can also follow fresh is the word on Twitter at fresh is the word. And that's is with I Z Instagram at fresh is the word podcast and Facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast. This is episode 172. The guest for this episode is California comic book artist, Emily Pearson, who has done illustration for the following titles, the devil within sweet, vicious, the wild Snap Flash Hustle, and is currently working on bonding with Matthew Ehrman. During our chat, we talked about her artistic style, her creative process, Snap Flash Hustle, bonding, communication between collaborators, her upbringing, and much, much more. Before we get into this interview with Emily Pearson, just want to remind you how you can support Fresh of the Word. I'm on Patreon now at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. For as little as a dollar per month, you can help out Fresh is the Word. And for $3 a month tier, you can get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes where I dig deep into my audio archives for interviews that I've done outside of Fresh is the Word for the past decade or so. A lot of good stuff already up and a lot of good stuff in the works. So, go to fr- patreon.com slash word and look at all, all the tiers that are available. Some, you can actually be a part of the podcast. So, once again, go to patreon.com the word if you want to support Fresh of the word. All right, let's get on to the interview with comic book artist, Emily Pearson. Yeah, to start things off, uh, I've been following you on uh, Twitter for a while. I r- was really digging what you're doing, but then uh, also you were uh, a suggestion by one of my previous guests, uh, Leanna Kangas, to uh, so I reached out to you um, eventually after that. But then also, I interviewed Danny Lore yesterday, and she and you were her suggestion at the end of the podcast, also. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, those they're both really close friends of mine. Um,
1: Leanna and I both did uh, <laughs> It's crazy because we both did Black Black Mask books at the same time. That ended up. Like coming out on the same days and then we both did we're both doing a vault book at the same time now. Nice. So we're kinda destined to be around each other.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, and Danny was like, say hi to uh, Emily uh tomorrow when you uh when you interview her.
1: Yeah, I love Danny.
0: <laughs> right. So um yeah, what I like about your work is that you know, when I look at it, it looks like they're, you know, paintings, but you know, how do you, how do you sort of, uh, you know, what's your your sort of uh, inspiration um, for your style? How would you describe your style?
1: Um, kind of like, uh, I kind of see it as being like a style chameleon a little bit, where like I don't, I get kind of bored of doing the same thing over and over again. So I like to switch it up and go from like trying out different paintings to cartoons to, like, traditional-looking comics. um, Just kind of whatever interests me at the time. And it just kind of – it keeps me, like, having a lot of fun with it and really energetic. And I know there's some people that really uh, prefer to stick to one thing. So it's kind of, I feel like, depending on whatever preference you have.
0: What – you know, when you're sort of being this chameleon with uh, your style – how do you just go about you know, thinking about what you want to do with a particular character or title that you're working on?
1: Mm. Well, it depends on, I think, what fits the story and kind of what the writer wants. Because when I was talking to um, Matthew Ehrman about the book we're doing right now, he was really into the specific drawing I did and he wanted to have the... The book being that kind of style, and I was I was really into it because I I like doing different stuff. Um, and then, you know, just depending on on who I'm working with, I kind of see a different art style fit. If it's a more serious or more like, um, more like a cartoony or young adult. Right.
0: Uh, that's a title that you're working on right now with Matthew Irman. I'll Talk more about it
1: yeah so that's um that's called Bondi. it's through uh vault comics it's um it's going to be a graphic novel that comes out through their uh their young adult line myriad in 2020 i think like early 2020 i believe okay um it's a really wonderful book matthew's a, a great writer
0: right right um
1: yeah, he's he's wonderful, and then we have Colors by Kaylee Davis, who is also amazing. There's a preview online if anyone wants to check it out on a uh, Vault's website, or it's also on Comixology. It's just like a quick five-page short to get a feel for the story and the art. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great book. It's about a it's a romance novel about two or romance comic about two um, two people that fall in love. Marcus and Laura and uh, they they live in a world where everyone has these parasitic slugs on their chest no. that drink their plasma <laughs> and, um, kind of kind of feed their nutrients to uh, to some aliens <laughs> so it's it's a really fun story um it's a, a lot to do with like mental health and kind of dealing with that part of yourself while you're in a committed relationship.
0: When you're working on titles like these and you're getting feedback from the writers or the editors or whatever about, um, you know, where the, the comics going, you know, what sort of, uh, you know, what are you looking to, to put into your work? You know, what do you feel like you bring to the table in, in doing these, uh, in being the artist for these uh, titles?
1: Mm. Yeah, so, like, a lot of a lot of the story is already kind of out there and written by the time I get the script. So I really try to focus on um, kind of just showing how the characters are feeling. And, like, if I'm coloring the book, I'll try to get the mood in through the colors or, or the line art or whatever it is. And it's kind of, like, I feel like most times writers are kind of presenting the story to you and you're kind of the tool that shows it and so I, I i don't really change the story all that much but i just kind of help them show it i guess right.
0: when i was talking with uh, danny Lore, she mentioned about your work that you really like to emphasize the fashion of the characters <laughs> talk more about that
1: yeah. yeah I'm, i'm really into fashion um i think it's really fun it can show a lot of a character's personality um and it's like it really gets a feel for like just kind of the world and how um how you want the tone of the book to go and it's it's just really fun <laughs> it's really fun to like to draw different shapes with different outfits like i'm obsessed with um with big puffer jackets because the shape is so much fun to draw <laughs> so if if you notice in the, my comics, like, every character is wearing a puffer jacket.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> when, when you're thinking about, like, the fashion part of these characters, is this something that – are you, you know, bringing up ideas to the writer and the editor about this? You know, what kind of conversations do you have about certain aspects like that?
1: Um, I usually – I actually usually start a Pinterest board and – um I kind of invite the writer to it if they want to add any pictures or any uh, specific things. And then I'll have, like, uh, for fashion, I'll have um, different uh, boards for characters and what their style will look like um, and save reference for that. And it's really nice. It really kind of, like... (laughs) It gets all your references in one place, but Pinterest is also very addicting and helps you very much to develop a sort of aesthetic or style. (laughs)
0: Like when you're when you're putting these like Pinterest boards together, how do you like, you know, sort of select what you really want to do? Because like you said, it can be kind of like addicting, I guess. You know, (laughs) finding stuff that you like. You know, how do you sort of you know, you know, cut that fat down to what you want to do?
1: Oh my god, I've had I've had that problem so many times. I uh, I had a Pinterest board for um for one of my books and had four different characters in it, and each character like at one point had like uh, like two hundred to three hundred outfits saved in their folder, and I'm just like I can't. This is too much. Like I have to edit this down. Um, but yeah, I I try to have so many Pinterest boards that my my focus is like. It's like scattered between them so that I don't get tunnel vision on one um on one set of references.
0: <laughs> right. One of the previous comics that you were working on that I'm currently uh in the middle of reading is uh Snap Flash Hustle. It was like mm. this modeling slash drug ring sort of thing going on. Well yeah. you know, what was your sort of input on that? You know, what did you want to bring to the table? Uh, in regards to uh, how to bring that story out.
1: Yeah, so um, the writer uh, Pat Shen and I were talking about doing a comic together, and he bounced all these ideas off me and asked me if there was anything I wanted to do specifically. Um, And just his basic pitch line was, like, Instagram models that start a drug cartel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I thought that was really fun. So we... Uh, I did some character designs, and we pitched that to Black Mask. Um, so, I mean, as far as what I got to do specifically in creating the story, um, I did the character designs, and then I sent Pat like 20 K-pop videos, saying like, "This is what I want the world to look like."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looks yeah. The color colors and everything looks like a bunch of K-pop videos.
1: Yeah, that's, like, he let me put a K-pop reference in the first issue. I was very happy about it. Um yeah, it's just a bunch of like cuz Pat's really into pop music as well, so I right. thought he'd be into that. Um but yeah, so we we ended up developing the style of the world and like um I think specifically we wanted it to be very New York themed, which was hard for me because I've never been to New York before, but um <laughs> I think it turned out pretty well from what I what I uh, talked to him about very like very specific areas that he he uh, he liked like brownstone and stuff like that that we both uh, put in the story together so just a bunch of like back and forth um, a lot of a lot of the time I have like visual ideas for stories like this and like the writer's just like yeah do do whatever you want. <laughs>
0: How do you, you, know, through your artwork in these titles, you know, how do you go about sort of setting like the sort of how, how the people are, whether they're a good guy, bad guy, a villain, a good guy or whatever. If you're supposed to take pity on this person or be behind this person, is there, you know, any way that you, you, know, you feel like you concentrate on how you're portraying the characters through the artwork?
1: Mm, yeah yeah for sure um you can definitely make a character uh kind of give like an evil or or good guy feeling through the artwork um just by like there's different ways you can angle a face to be more sharp and like uh like scary looking um whereas like rounder shapes will give off like a more of a good guy feeling um so there's a bit of that. And then there's like, if you want to kind of trick the audience, you can give like a a good or a bad guy, a good guy face or whatever. So it's like um, faces, faces that are very round and um, uh, circular almost kind of give off a, a very trusting and warm feeling. Um, so it's, it's good to kind of like do that a little bit, but then again, there's like only so much you can do because it's, it's just how someone looks, right. It's like, it's not how particularly what's in the script. Um, But yeah, I think, I think it's fun for me to try to come up with different designs, depending on uh, what Pat or any other writer had in mind for the script and try to like, you know, either if we want to like have a trusting look for someone or just like, completely give them the bad guy visage
0: when you're working in this collaborative effort you know making comics you know how important is the sort of communication the artistic back and forth between the other people of the group the writer the editors you know how important is it you know for you to be able to get done what you need to get done to have that communication
1: Oh it's it's like I'd say it's probably the most important thing for me personally. Like um being on the same page with my writer and knowing exactly what they're okay with me changing or uh taking on from the scripts like if I want to add panels or take them away or something like that. Um like I have to know if they're okay with that and then I have to know like uh if I have a problem with the way they're scripting I I got to tell them or else it's not going to it's just going to be very, like, you can't ever try to guess what someone else is trying to do. Right. Uh, it's better to just ask a bunch of questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kind of, you know, going back a, a while, like, what's, you know, when did you first sort of get an inkling that you wanted to be an artist? You know, w- when did you get that itch?
1: Oh, man. Um, I think, like, very early high school. Um I was always into really kind of like creative stuff like music or um you know just photography or just anything related um but I started picking up drawing, and it was kind of like it felt really good and it was really fun to do, so I just kept doing it all through high school um and then I started doing uh commission work for people that were looking to get their pitches accepted into different publishers uh out of high school. Um I did that for a couple of years until it actually finally worked.
0: When was the first time that you sort of realized, "Hey, this is something that I could be doing for a while. You know, I'm pretty good at this and maybe I can make a little bit of money doing this."
1: Well, it's it's hard cuz it's like you have years that you go kind of doubting yourself if you don't get any like sort of recognition or if you're not um, there's a big pressure, I feel like to get yourself published. and there's this like mentality that if you're not published, you're never gonna make a living and you're never gonna like support yourself through comics. Um, and I felt that for a very long time. Uh, and it there's definitely validation that comes with being published, but I think like um, when I actually, started to work on monthly comics and uh get into the habit of doing it every day and have meeting deadlines and not having my art look terrible (laughs) like that was kind of like where it's like okay well i have the the actual like worth ethic to do this and um i feel like that's kind of what comes first because if you can get that down, like the skill will come later. <laughs> but like, if you can't, if you can't meet deadlines or work hard, it's, it's, it's not a job. You know, it's just a, it's just something that you're trying to do.
0: You know what? What do you kind of mentioned about you know having to, you know, have this work ethic and deadlines. But like, you know, what sort of your the obstacles that you kind of go through personally? When you were, you know, trying to establish yourself, you know, were you, you know, thinking, which avenue do I go? Do I just try to, you know, be published or do I work on my own things? You know, where was your head at when you were trying to, you know, get established?
1: Um. Yeah, it was it was all over the place. Like I I was trying to debate, like, you know, like you said, whether I wanted to draw and write my own comics or try to. uh work with a, a writer and get published that way um, and it's just I think a lot of it comes from experimentation and trying to figure out uh, what I wanted to do specifically through that um, yeah it was I think I, I went through a lot of different um kind of avenues of art and trying like especially with comics specifically trying to figure out um, you know, what I would be okay with doing and not doing and all that.
0: How do you feel now about where you're at? You know, what are your goals, you know, right now in 2019?
1: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> to to finish the comics I'm working on on time, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to start writing my own comics uh, soon. I keep, like, putting it off and just, like new work with writers, but I think I really want to like actually like crack down and um, and write my own comic and story and draw all of it. because um, I feel like I feel like I hear people talking about all the time how they have these ideas and they're like, I'll do it eventually and it's like I'm the same way. <laughs> like I, 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 I see it as something that's far off in the future and it's like the ideas keep building and I eventually want to work on on something that's completely my
0: own. Do you feel like there is a – you know, you, you have trouble with sort of that battle between, hey, there's these projects here that people are offering you. There's money on the table. in in. with, you know, these projects that are in your head that you're not sure what they're going to be or where they're going to go. Do you feel like there's a struggle there?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like – it's like it's, it's the whole – Pitch process is just so nerve-wracking, and like having all these like stories that, you know, I haven't started working on. It becomes a lot easier when I actually start drawing it, because all these like anxieties and ideas get in your head about um, the projects that you're gonna work on or like the stuff that you want to do. And it's, it's like when you actually start um, the comic or like the art or whatever it is for you, like it's, it becomes like, like all that stuff doesn't really matter that much anymore. It just becomes like something that you do, you know?
0: Is there an idea that you or is there a way that you sort of keep all these ideas that you have for yourself, like fresh in your mind or in some sort of vault, you know, anywhere in your, in your place or whatever? Is there a way that like you you at least document these ideas that you have for your own stuff.
1: Mm, yeah, I um I do I keep a Google Docs of like ideas that I want to make um whether it's comics or whatever and then I uh a lot of the time I'll just draw them for fun. Like um I I do like character concepts or like just like sketches for fun on the side and I'll keep them saved on my computer. Um and it's is kind of it's kind of nice because it's like working on it a little bit, but then not like committing to like a full like uh, series, you know.
0: When when I follow you on the social media, whether it's um, Twitter or Instagram, you know, you've been posting, you know, stuff that you've done. Is you know, is any is some of that just stuff that you've done for fun, just to you know, do it?
1: Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of the paintings I do specifically are just like fun or for studies um I'd say I'd say most of it uh to be honest I just really like I really like drawing portraits for fun and um stuff that's uh just figures and people that I can get done pretty fast and easily
0: yeah I like the uh k-pop ones that you did
1: yeah it's so much fun I have um uh, I have a bunch of friends online, and we um. One of them is very into K-pop, so like whenever we do like drawings together, like we always like put like K-pop like uh, idols uh, for each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blackpink is my favorite, so. I'll... Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> so I was like, oh. I'm
1: personally like a Red Velvet fan, but Blackpink is pretty good too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love. What What's your favorite? Uh. Group or, like group or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, I like I like a red velvet. I like yes. um a black pink as well. Um, twice. Uh, twice. Think of who else? it's yes. twice as good <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of girl groups.
0: <laughs> right, right. I um, what's what's the what's the boy group to Big Bang?
1: Big Bang, yeah. Yeah, I've I like heard, them. Um, about them. <laughs> I
0: like them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah when you when you start listening to like k-pop especially if you go on youtube and just let the like the autoplay uh fly like you go down <laughs> a like a huge rabbit hole
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: and everything looks pretty and you're like oh look how vivid all these colors are and so pretty
1: i know the the music videos are like some of like the best parts of it it's just like it's just like um completely a different style than like what we we have in the west you know
0: right i love it and and you just like keep watching it you're like dude this is so good <laughs> <laughs> it's great so uh so you have uh you have a book right now that you're working on Matthew Erman, that we already talked about and you uh you know and did snap flash hustle also and then previously you did the wild with um Uh, um yeah yeah, with Vita which I had I've had on my podcast too Um, um what was uh you know what was it like working with Vita on the on the wilds
1: oh it was great um we're hoping to do to do more of that soon if we can um I think that was like a really a really good experience for me to have especially as like the first like book that I did as a first like monthly series it was limited but i still ended up doing it uh, month by month um yeah it was a really good experience that's how i met danny because uh they were the editor on that book yeah um yeah it was a really wonderful story i got a re- a lot of there was a lot of people that you know kind of like uh interacted with me through that um and it, it really actually i feel like just opened up like all the opportunities that I have now
0: yeah yeah, talk more about that because you uh with certain parts of the comic book community, there is this real community where in like like I said before, you were recommended for this podcast by two people, and there's this uh, nice community of people who will definitely uh support and lend good advice and recommendations to each other. You know, talk about the importance of that and your experience with that community.
1: I think it's yeah, I think it's one of the most important things. Um having a community of writers that are and writers and artists that are going through the same things that you are. Um and then rooting for each other when they get really good opportunities and uh warning each other about bad opportunities and all that different stuff like it it's just it's really nice it's like having just a giant brotherhood of comic book creators um just looking out for each other and they're all like they're all like really really good friends too like I think <laughs> I think like uh like me Matthew Erman and then like uh Liana and Danny and everyone we're all like send each other like stupid memes and, <laughs> and like jokes and everything all the time. It's just great to like have these people to talk to that like I also really look forward to seeing what they're doing for their, their work.
0: When you were kind of coming up as a comic book artist, you know, was there anybody around that you you sort of asked questions to, you know, uh, you know, learn from you know sort of you know was a mentor to you
1: yeah for sure i'd say i'd say mostly uh, Vida Ayala um when we were working on the wilds cuz they'd been working on um, you know for tc and a couple other things at the time so they kind of already had their their foot in the industry so to speak a little um so it's just like if i was ever worried about something or if like i wanted to know like uh what I should do in certain like situations, like taking or rejecting work or whatever it was, uh, they were always willing to talk to me. Um, Pat Shan too, uh, my writer from Snapflash Flash Hustle uh, was really good because he's been working. He used to work for Zinescope for a very long time um, and he'd been in the comic industry forever. So it's just like, everyone's willing to help you. I mean, even if you don't have to be super close to these people, like if you want to reach out to, to people that you see on Twitter or anything, everyone's willing to help.
0: Right. What do you, you know, from your perspective, what do you think makes a good mentor to someone?
1: Um, it's a good question. I feel like someone who just genuinely wants to see you succeed. Um, and, you know is is rooting for you, and has your ha supports you in like when you actually do need the help um I feel like if you can if you feel comfortable talking to them and they they do answer your questions and give you help when they need it, that's a really good sign that they are kind of willing to um, you know go further and help you with your your career and answer your questions and all that good stuff
0: i mean when you're uh, when you're getting this feedback you know how do you sort of process it you know how open and honest do you have to be with yourself to accept and think about the feedback that you're getting
1: mm. i think i think if you're asking for something like critique or like um feedback on, like, a work itself. You need to just take all of your ego aside, um, like, no matter how small or big it is, and just listen to the advice because the people are only trying to help you. I mean, unless they're being really rude, um, they wouldn't be giving you advice unless they actually cared. Um, as far as, like like, tips and tricks for, like, getting your comic out there or asking someone if you want help for like a kickstarter or whatever it is. Um, I'd say it's it's really important to just ask questions whenever you have them and make sure you fully understand what someone's saying.
0: Yeah. I always like to um, ask this question whenever I'm interviewing people and it's, you know, what sort of, when you kind of think back to your life and career. What's sort of a nugget of knowledge, a, a general lesson that anybody listening to this interview, no matter what avenue of art, artistry that they're in, they could sort of project into their own life?
1: Um, I'd say mostly, if you're going into a creative field like comics or art or whatever it is, um, you have to remember to actually have fun. Like I feel like there's a lot of people that start into a career like this because they have fun drawing or writing or whatever it is. And then somewhere along the line, they lose that and they just want to be doing it as a job. And like, they want to be making it their career and they forget like the actual reason for getting there in the first, for doing it in the first place. And like, I think that's really important because if you're not going to have fun with a career like this, you should, probably do something that makes more money (laughs) like (laughs) honestly so i mean yeah it's it can be really fun if you let it but you have to just remind yourself of that i feel like
0: how do you sort of keep the fun in all of this you know how do you sort of decompress recharge your batteries
1: um i (laughs) it's actually weird i this doesn't work for everyone so i don't take this too much to heart but like I I really like to kind of Stockholm syndrome myself into drawing. Um where like if I'm not feeling like drawing that day or I'm feeling kind of uninspired or whatever it is, I'll just force myself like to my desk and just just start drawing for hours and hours. And the more I force myself to draw every day, the more I enjoy it. Um and it it's actually it's actually genuine too. It's the weird thing because I actually do really, um, do really love working for working and drawing for hours on end, but um, that doesn't really work for everyone. I feel like.
0: Right. And kind of going back again, what you know, when you were young, when you were a kid, what sort of a kid were you, and. Like, what were some of the things that you liked to do, and, and how did that sort of... Does any of that lend itself later on to your artwork? Mm.
1: I I drew when I was a kid, but not not nearly as much as I do now. Um, I think mostly I didn't really start getting into the stuff that kind of... Like, comics or art or any of that until, like, I was a teenager. Uh when I was a kid, I was really interested in stuff like reading and like fiction stories, though. So I do, I do think that like gave me that sort of uh, love for stories later on. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as like as like actual like skill sets go, that made a difference for comics and like that sort of thing. That didn't really happen till later. It was more just like, you know having that joy of doing things when you're a kid and like having fun uh, with stories and with uh, creative things and then trying to get back to that when I'm an adult and like feel that experience again.
0: What were some of the stories that sort of stuck out in your mind as a kid?
1: Oh man. Um, honestly, a lot of fantasy stuff. Like Lord of the Rings I watched a lot when I was a kid. Um <laughs> oh, I was really into to Indiana Jones and um Right. Just all these different like you know, like adventure stories uh kind of really inspired me and really made me want to like you know, explore, <laughs> I guess.
0: Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Before uh, we get out of here, I always like to end my interviews with the same question. And the question is, who is somebody that's been a part of your life or career that I could realistically have on this podcast <laughs> that would have some great stories or lessons to talk about?
1: Man, you've already had so many. Um, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say definitely um, Pat Shand would probably love to be on the show if he hasn't already.
0: Um, no, I haven't actually. Yeah, that's good. I've been thinking about reaching out to him.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he would love to. Um uh Matthew Erman and Lisa Sterl are really great. Right. Um Kelly Brack is just the most wonderful weirdo I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, those, they're all great people.
0: Good. Great. Yeah, I'm actually um talking with uh Lisa and in, in um Ehrman about coming on the podcast also
1: mm, great yeah so uh They're both wonderful
0: yeah yeah I met them, yeah I met them one time at one of the uh, the comic cons I went to and uh bought all of the first book of uh long lost and I loved it
1: oh dude he's he's crazy he's so he's so good it's blows my mind
0: all right it's been great talking with you um where can people go online to get more information about what you're up to
1: yeah so um my social on uh twitter and instagram is EmishlyArt, art uh e-m-i-s-h-l-y um, and i post a lot of art there uh if you want to reach out to me and just say hi i'm totally willing to chat it up with you
0: all right it's been great talking with you um good luck with everything yeah you too so that's my interview with Emily Pearson. There are links in the show notes for this episode on freshofthepodcast.com to where you could follow what's going on with Emily Pearson and, uh, you know, her upcoming works. Thank you for listening once again. And remember, live life with intensity with a capital 10. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word